Thanks for joining the Homecoming Podcast. We are your hosts, Paul and Kristen Abraham. In these episodes, we explore God's design for marriage and the day-to-day pitfalls that keep us from experiencing true oneness. Our topics are relevant, healing, and occasionally spicy. We are happy you are here. everyone. Welcome to episode one of the Homecoming Podcast. My name is Kristen Abrahams, and I'm here with my husband, Paul, and we are so excited that you are joining us today on our launch of the Homecoming Podcast, a marriage ministry. Yes, we're so excited. So we wanted to start off with something that we have been talking about with so many couples over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, The top five things every couple in their marriage should do every day. We say every couple every day because we mean it. Um, And hopefully um, this isn't something that is overwhelming to you, but we wanted to, we wanted to kind of start off our podcast with these, with these top five reminders. Yes. And the first one is actually a pretty big one that we heard early on in our marriage, which was 12 non-sexual touches per day. 12. That's a big number. Tell me why 12. Well, really the biggest thing about the number 12 is not that it's a biblical number or that it's a college station type of number. <laughs> he is an Aggie. But that it's a it's a big number. It, it's a it's it's a lot. So when I first heard it and we started talking about 12 non-sexual touches per day, I thought to myself, how would I ever get to 12 without things that were, you know, just like poking, you know, it's like poking her in the shoulder or something. Yeah. So what, well, give me some examples of what those 12 non-sexual touches would look like. So for us, some of the things that we do is, I mean, I mean, goodness, holding hands and, uh, obviously hugging is a pretty basic one that's out there, but Holding hands is a great one that you can pretty much do at any point, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting next to each other on the sofa or in bed together, whatever it is, there's always opportunities to hold hands. You know, it's really interesting because oftentimes when we have uh, couples come in for counseling, you know, they talk about the fact that they are in because they need help with their communication. And this is another way of communicating, communicating, I care about you, communicating, I care that I love you. We get so confused over the years about what non-sexual touches are versus what true sexual intimacy is. And there's a lot of in between. And one of the things that, you know, Paul and I talk about a lot is that 10 non-sexual, 12 non-sexual touches is not groping. Um, it's not yeah, that's right. grabbing a body part over the time. It really is. It's a, it's a kiss on the cheek. It's a rub on the back. It's, it's choosing to hold hands. And I would challenge you to ask yourself, how often do you do that every day? So many couples have forgotten what, how important this is, what this means. And when you first started dating, you remember it was, oh my gosh, I, I can't wait to hold her hand. You know, I can't wait mm-hmm. to hug her um, or hug him. 
I can't wait for him to grab my hand and hold it. And so it's really important to kind of rekindle this aspect of marriage, 10 years, 15 years, 25 years into marriage. Ask yourself, what does that look like? So when we say 12, you know, think about that. Put it as a reminder in your phone. Uh, Some couples need that at times, but this is a challenge that we want to offer you. That's a really good point, too, because groping is essentially for me. So if I were groping my wife, that would be something that I would be doing for me without thought of her. Mm -hmm. And a non-sexual touch to me is something either that's for her, like to be a reminder of my love for her or that I care for her or that I'm here, or it could even just be for both of us. I think, I think once you get to doing this for a while, it Mm -hmm. becomes for both of us because holding your hand when you're, when you're dating or when you're early in your marriage, it's like butterflies or whatever, but it's different. There is a feeling like that comes. It's a relaxation. It's a comfort. It's a reset Mm -hmm, for sure. That's great. So what is number two? Number two. Okay. This is, this is my personal favorite. Um, simply because I think being the woman, the multitasking that goes on of, of being a working mom spouse, um, and you know, and all of the things that come with that, uh, we, we joke, neither Paul nor I, um, have any tattoos, but we have a lot of couples that do. And we always love hearing the stories of, of tattoos on, on our friends and in our couples that come in, um, because there is such always such a rich story behind that. But I always joke that if Paul were to get a tattoo, I would want him to have a tattoo on the inside of his arm. Actually, two tattoos. Two tattoos. One on his left arm and one on his right arm. And they both, and one of them says, how can I help? And the other one says, what do you need from me? And that they would be on the inside of his arm so that as he would go to give me a hug, he would be able to have those two questions right at the forefront. How can I help? And what do you need from me? Because honestly, that act of service, um, communicating and then being a helper, helpmate to me is huge. And it's the same for my husband, being able to say, hey, you know, you just got home from work. How can I help? What do you need from me Um, to just know that, hey, I, I would love for you to unload the dishwasher right now. I'd love for you to help with dinner or, hey, can you help? our son with homework or our daughter with homework, um, being able to communicate those things every day to one another really helps fit that, um, and check that box of, of act of service and and care. And it does, Mm -hmm. it just helps with communication as well. There are so many things that, you know, there are oftentimes when we are like, I would just think that he would know that the dishwasher needs to be unloaded or, um, that the living room needs to be picked up from all of the toys. And really, um, it's just not even on the radar and being able to be mindful and ask these questions helps get those acts of service, that communication back on the radar when we're, when we're trying to connect with each other. Yeah, I think it gets us out of ourselves again kind of going back to number one it gets us out of ourselves and into the other person and really the only other thing that i could add to this would be that it's really good to get in a frame of reference where you're asking your spouse questions Mm, instead of making assumptions so i mean number two is really how can i help what do you need for me but essentially one of the one of the real positives about this 
is that it gets me into the frame of reference of, hey, what are you asking questions? What do you think? What's, mm. what's your input instead of making assumptions about the other? Um, there's so many assumptions, and it gets me out of myself. Sometimes coming into her rhythm with little ones or you know coming home at the end of the day, it just gets me out of myself. I love that. It's a pursuing. It's a pursuing of, of your spouse, and I do absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three, which I think is your favorite. I do love this one. <laughs> number three is cuddle every day for yes. one. I always say for one minute, minimum. 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 Right. So let's talk a little bit about this. Yeah. So cuddle every day. Again, it's like, is it sexual? Is it not sexual? Well, that's up to you. But um, I love this because, number one, you know, Paul oftentimes will initiate this. And it's either in the morning when we're getting up or in the evening when we're heading off to bed. But I love this because it is. It's a reset. It's a slowing down of rhythm. And when we cuddle, you know, you can call it spooning, um, laying on the sofa together or when we're going to bed and just spending that time um, wrapped in each other's arms, it does truly help with just a reset. And um, from a, you know, from a other point of view, it truly does help you slow down. It slows your heartbeat. It slows your mind. Um, it puts you into that state of rest, and it, you kind of almost sync up to one another, which is really kind of special when you think about that. So, um, again, it's um, it's something for me that I love when my husband initiates this, but I also also I do love to initiate this, especially in the evenings when we're getting ready for bed. Yeah, it does, and it does a, a, an energy reset too. I know that sounds different. But there is, it, it, it is, it's a thing where you, you just are, you're just holding each other and it's, it is, uh, it becomes something that you're just, you just trust each other. It builds all these other different things, but just cuddling together with, with and what I, I would, I would say for the men is without expectation, like there, obviously it could be leading to other things. It might not be, but there is no expectation of that. going yeah. further. Absolutely. Okay, number four. Um, this is a fun one. Laugh together. We absolutely love laughing together. And um, Ted Cunningham, in his book Fun Loving You, talks about the power of laughter in a marriage. And and it's stated and said in many places, in many ways, that a couple that laughs together can literally get through anything together. And so uh, we really want to challenge you. How often do you laugh with your spouse? Um, We love finding ways to laugh with each other, to laugh at each other, not at the cost of our spouse, but to kind of laugh at. I love to laugh at Paul. He loves to laugh at me when we have our old sayings, um, when we just have our inside jokes. And um, and so we kind of take this I know this sounds serious, sounds funny, but we take this seriously, <laughs> laughing together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what do you want to say to that, babe? We we do, we're not, and we're not funny. Like that's the thing is, we <laughs> have so a not lot funny. of people in our lives that are super duper funny and witty, and um, and and all all of those things. But you know, for us, we're not we're not necessarily funny, but we do the laughing together, and sometimes it's really good to have self-deprecating humor where we're 
able to make fun of ourselves or uh, just our own habits or our own quirks or our own things, you know, where you put the toothpaste and all the, you know, there's so many different ways that this can come out, but we're really not funny, but we do have (laughs) these one-liners that we oftentimes repeat. And to us, they're funny. Like they, their laugh, their laughter and their, their, they're just like, you know, from a funny movie or from, you know, something that reminds us of something that was funny yeah. or the kids, you know, there's so many opportunities. I think God really has a sense of humor in life and he want, he does want us to enjoy life, even though there's so much that he calls us to in joy and in, in obedience and all of these other great things. He does think that life is fun. I believe. I agree with that. And so, yeah, we, we joke a lot about how we need to find funny friends, and we we make a point mm-hmm. to find funny friends. But even when we when it's just the two of us or just the two of us with our kiddos, we make a point to find laughter um, wherever we go, whether it's listening to comedy sketches or finding funny movies, or we call them redemptive movies. Um, but yes, our inside jokes always keep us laughing all the time. Mm-hmm. So okay, and then finally, our last one. All right. This one is praying together. And we uh, we do believe that uh, doing this daily, even if it's short, is important. So why is it important for you? Mm. I I love it because it always is the best start of my day. You know, we always talk about having our quiet times, getting into the word, um, having time to journal. But What has become a very special part of our family is as Paul leaves for work in the morning or as I leave for work, usually um, nine times out of 10, Paul initiates a quick pause and he's like, all right, let's just pray real quick. And it's not this big, you know, big wordy prayer and it's just all done in all the right ways. It literally is a God, like here we go into this day and we just ask that you go before us and be with us and be with my wife and be with our, our kids and watch over each and every one of us as we go about our days. And then it's a send off. And I love that. I love being able to be sent off with prayer covering over our family, over our marriage. Um, it's very special. And we are going to have another podcast talking very specifically about prayer in marriage. And so I know for a lot of people, this is such an intimate thing and such a vulnerable thing. It's really hard for a lot of people, a lot of spouses to do for one another. And, uh, and we understand that. So don't worry, we're going to get there. We're going to talk about that. But one of the things that we want to put on your radar is it's just to pray, um, whether it's just five seconds, 10 seconds, or one minute in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the evening, on the phone, even through a text. We really want to encourage you to start adopting this and making this part of your daily marriage ritual. And guys, really don't worry about doing it right. I know there's just so many times where I'm saying amen, and I'm I'm asking myself, hey, did I pray right or did I pray well? And you know, I prayed a lot in my life, but I I will I will ask that question in my head: is I'm I'm I, there's times where I'm just is it right? Is it good for God? And the truth is that it is good enough for God. It is what He wants. He wants us to reset back to Him, and He wants us to do that with our spouse. He wants us to bring that oneness with Him into our marriages and there is no other way to do it other than pray. 
I, 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 this is amazing. It really is a good thing to do. So yeah. uh, obviously. Is so, there anything else on that? No, I think, I think that's everything. So, you know, as we, as we end this episode, one of our podcasts, um, we are so excited again that you are joining us. And just remember the top five, 12 non-sexual touches. Number two, ask, how can, you, how can I help and what do you need from me? Three, cuddle every day. Four, laugh together. And five, pray. So we are so excited that you are with us today. And we'll see you again next week.